Hey there, this is a Shortlist podcast on iTunes, Omni or whatever platform you listen to your potties on. We usually hang out with you from 4pm every Sunday on Sin 90.7. However, we're taking all our bits and pieces and popping them online for your convenience. We are Gloria and Ro, and we're here to introduce you to all your new favourite artists. Hell yeah, we are. We're digging into the inspirations, motivations and stories behind the bands on the way up. So come along for the ride. It's great to have you here. We are here to profile up-and-coming artists, and we do have another one for you. We certainly do. I had a chat with her this morning, actually. Um, uh, Her name is Kirsty Tickle. And she is a solo artist, otherwise known as Exhibitionist. So it's a solo project of, uh, of course, Sydney-based Kirsty Tickle. Um, and yeah, she is an unbelievably talented multi-instrumentalist. She's one half of Party Dozen, uh, the other half being her frequent collaborator, Jonathan Boulay, as well as being a prolific performer, having toured with the John Steele Singers, Henry Waggons and Parades in her time. But yeah, now she's taken, taken things solo which is pretty cool. It is. Um, and we, of course, have some clips to play you from the chat. So uh, Kirsty talks about her interest in music through school, growing up in Toowoomba and her journey into musical tertiary study. Yeah, and um, during about a year in, she tells us uh, that she started getting involved in some other things outside of studying classical music. So she played in her sister's band, Little Scout, after relocating to Brisbane. Uh, It was the first band she ever played with and toured with. And, uh, of course, coming from a classical background, playing in a live band taught her a lot. Uh, Kirsty also talks about making the jump from working in band collectives to being a solo artist. Was music always something that was part of your childhood and teenage years? Yeah, it was actually. I was doing a lot of music when I was a teenager. Um, I actually played classical clarinet all through high school and auditioned for the con and did that whole route. Was studying music at, at, at a tertiary level always something that you wanted to do? I guess so. You know, like I was, I was really theoretical and I had a really big classical background, so I, it's something that I probably thought I wanted to do more than I did want to do if that makes sense like when I got there it was cool and I learned so much and I learned so much about performing and so much about you know how how music is constructed and you know all that theoretical and oral side of things but at the end of the day like a year in I sort of started to play in bands and that was a lot more fun. That kind of leads straight into the next question so you linked up with a band called Little Scout tell us about I guess how that all came together. So Little Scout was my sister's and my friend Pat's project Um, and they started writing music together. I think there was something before Little Scout, but then Little Scout was the one that sort of we played shows with. Um, And, yeah, I was 18 at the time and they asked if I wanted to come play Keys, which was great, and we did that. And then over the course of the band, we all started writing together and, um, and it was a bit more collaborative and, and our friend Mira was there as well. So that was really fun. But it was, I guess it was the first band that I'd ever actually played in like and toured with. And we went on this really fun tour with, I think our first tour was um, Philadelphia Grand Jury, Bells Will Ring and us. And we all, all three bands did every single show. So it was really, really fun. And it was a really awesome start to touring because everyone was sort of just starting out um, maybe except Bells of Ring. And it was just this really fun friends road trip, essentially. So in your years playing in Little Scout, do you feel like that was really formative for you as a musician and a performer? 
Oh, definitely. Yeah. I really learned um, so much about like even just even just stuff like how how a stage works you know like it's so different from from all the classical stuff that I've done um and how sound works and you know what you need to kind of play a live show um yeah it's really really important so kind of fast forward a couple of years you're based in Sydney you're kind of doing mm-hmm. your own thing um at what point did you um obviously you've been such a integral part of so many different bands and also as a touring member of a couple of different groups when did mm-hmm. you start focusing on I guess really wanting to kind of pursue your own solo work that was really only at the end of last year um so it's still really fresh um I had I had sort of thought about it a few times I guess in the last last little while but I never sort of went through with it and then I at the end of last year I was thinking about what we we're going to do next because we've got this band called Party Dozen. It's really loud and it's really satisfying, but I really miss playing shows. Like I hadn't played shows since August in a band band. And I was like, well, I can kind of take this, you know, control this and actually do it myself. And yeah, I just started writing and it was really fun. So Hands was produced by Jonathan Boulay, who's yep. also one half of one of your other bands, Party Dozen. Um, had you two come to work together? We've worked together for a long time. We He actually recorded a Little Scout album, mixed and engineered it. And um, I did a few tours with his band Parades back in the day as well. So we've sort of been working together for ages and, um, and we have a studio together in Marrickville. So... Yeah, we just sort of chug away at music there. Uh, and you just heard from Little Scout with Dead Loss there. And it's a bit of an older song. It's from 2008, believe it or not. But uh, the reason we played it is because um, as we well, as Kirsty Tickle, aka Exhibitionist, uh, one of the artists that we're profiling tonight, mentioned just before in, the, in that little clip, um, that's the band that she got her start in. So she collaborated with her sister and um, joined Little Scout, an iconic Brisbane indie band, if you ask anyone from the Valley up there. And, um, yeah, taught her a lot, coming, especially coming from a classical background where she was training um, at university, just playing in an indie band, like, you know, taught her the world. So, yeah. It's been interesting. The world of indie bands. The world of indie. It's it's a it's a much different world to say like the world at the con <laughs> in <laughs> classical music though. Let's be real. <laughs> and now we do move a little bit more into her, I guess, career as exhibitionist. Her yeah, as her solo so, work. Yeah. Um, so creating the video for her single hands, it was a DIY team effort. And I do love a little bit of DIY. I don't do it myself, but I watch Better Homes and Gardens, so I suppose that counts. But she gives us a little bit of an insight into how that video all came together. So she grew up in Toowoomba, moved to Brisbane to study and also, you know, play in a band and is now in Sydney. So having been an active part of both the Brisbane and Sydney music communities, she compares the two and also notes that even with the lockout laws and a lot of the challenges that they've faced in the Sydney music community, there's still a lot of hope for the music scene there. With hands, so you've just released a video for it, and um, mm. I love the kind of it's it's a beautiful result. But I noticed that you, um, well, you actually mentioned that you wanted to kind of DIY it as much as possible. Yes. Can you tell yes. us a little bit about the process of putting it all together? So we had a pretty limited budget, all of which 
essentially went to really good camera equipment um, and my friend Joss uh, has pretty wild ideas about, you know, just creative stuff and visually just really interesting ideas. And he sort of put together this, this film clip idea and got our friend Jack to do all the um, directing of photography. And then from there we had to like, because we didn't have heaps of budget, we had to do all the special effects stuff, um, like not as special effects. So all of the reverse stuff, all the movement, I had to learn in retrograde um, so that it wouldn't look stiff when he reversed all the fabric stuff. And then um, there, there were people like on the set, all of our friends were like throwing fabric around the room so that it looked like it was flying through the air um, in reverse. And it was just, it was this ridiculous thing where there's just so much fabric and so many hands on and so much prep for it just to, to make sure that it, it looked as beautiful and as, um, I guess, just like not sort of not stiff as possible because it wasn't going to have like heaps of cash behind doing those effecty shots, if that makes sense. Yeah. Mm, yeah. And we also, we did it in a rehearsal room because um, hiring an actual studio would have been just so crazy expensive. So we brought in all of our own lights and, you know, 40 metres of this sheer white fabric. Um, and, yeah, we kind of just made this set and it worked, which was really great. <laughs> it was a good result. Sounds like you would have been Spotlight's best customers that week with all that fabric. Oh, seriously. Well, my housemate works for a um, fabric place, so she um, – she did made all of our costumes and like was bringing home just like 10 meters of this stuff at a time and I was like oh we might need more she's like okay <laughs> so yeah, it was quite funny I kind of want to take things almost back a little bit so you've spent some time playing in the Brisbane music scene and now obviously yes. you're based in Sydney so you're part of the Sydney music community do you mm-hmm. feel like I guess people kind of go on about like Brisbane and Sydney such different music scenes do you feel like mm. they actually really are all that different I think they are different because in Brisbane, everyone is mates. Um, And that's not to say in Sydney that people aren't as well, but I think that maybe Brisbane is more compact because it's all based around Fortitude Valley. And there are like little branches of DIY and stuff in Brisbane that, you know, aren't sort of in the same scene. But I just think there was, especially a few years ago, there were just a lot of bands who were all mates in Brisbane, all playing a lot and, you know, having kind of that really a really good time in the valley um doing shows and Sydney is a bit more I guess it's just bigger like there's larger numbers um so it's a bit more diverse and you have bigger communities that are sort of separate from each other if that makes sense yeah um but they're both pretty great like they're both I think they're both still thriving, which is great, even though people are so negative about the Sydney music scene. Like, there's so much good stuff coming out at the moment. And, you know, there's venues opening up in the next couple of months, which is good because we've had a few, um, you know, key ones closed down. And I think as well, like, because we've had a bit of a hard time in Sydney with all the lockout laws and stuff, people are actually creating some really cool stuff again. Like, it's sort of, it sort of spurred people on to, you know, start playing it the bowling clubs again which is a really nice throwback and you know not sort of expecting I think for better or worse we all sort of have gotten used to playing you know these really amazing venues even that are only at 200 capacity with incredible sound and stuff and that's not actually how we all started 
playing music. Um, so now there's like a lot of smaller venues that are a bit more DIY based or, you know, you can, you can sort of put on whatever you want there. And that's actually a really awesome thing as well. So back on the note of your solo work, obviously we've got a single and a beautiful video out at the minute. Um, what, is there anything else in the pipeline? Like what, what do you anticipate is going to be coming out, I guess, in the next year or so? So definitely an EP for this exhibitionist stuff. Um, I'm actually going to finish tracking it today because I've only got a couple more things to do. And that will come out in around August. And then um, I'm not sure what I'll do after that, whether it'll be like an EP or an album, but I'll just keep working and keep writing. Play shows. That's what I really want to do. I'm like busting to play some shows. <laughs> I sort of released hands and didn't really consider the fact that like I needed another, you know, five songs before I could play a live show. Yeah. Um, yeah. Which <laughs> uh, rookie era. Good one, Chickle. Um, but yeah, so that's probably high up on my list is to just get get um, playing some shows, which would be cool. And we've got a party dozen album coming out as well. Um, in July, so we're doing major cities for that. So that should be fun.
sounds of that um, of that track from Exhibitionist. Well, oh, aren't you in luck? She has a new EP on the horizon. It's going to drop in a couple of months now. And it's also a big priority of hers to start playing some shows. She also did tell me um, uh, that she's going to be hitting the road soon with Party Dozen, uh, nice. the band that she has with Jonathan Boulay, her partner in life, crime and music.